You're listening to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe, a podcast dedicated to women at all stages of our health and wellness journey. I'm Christy from Christy Lee Nutrition. And I'm Cammy from This Mum's Kitchen. And together, we're here to inspire you with the knowledge and confidence to love into your mind, body, spirit, and lifestyle. Now set aside some time for you and join us on this cup-filling journey. Welcome back to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe. This is Cami. it's episode 17, and I'm here in my second solo episode where we'll be talking all about veggie loading. Before we get into it though, and just in case you haven't yet listened to my first solo episode, which was number 12, I'd like to share my intention with you. And that is to take you on a journey of empowering you with different on and off the plate tools you can bring into your life in whichever ways work best for you much like I would do in my group coaching sessions as part of my Mind Body Lifestyle Wellness Online program. So when I talk about on and off the plate, I'm talking to this premise of primary food, which I dived into in episode 12, and how balance and self-awareness across all areas that fill our cup are just as important, if not more so, than simply choosing to eat well. So please have a listen to episode 12 if you haven't already and to get a really good grasp on what we're talking about when we talk about primary food. So while I concentrated on this premise of primary food in my last solo episode, which is a real off-the-plate topic, I'm going to go back to the plate with this episode and talk about the grounding dietary premise I work on when I coach clients. And this is something that I call veggie loading. Now, the reason why we concentrate on veggie loading is that there is no one-size-fits-all way of eating which works for everyone. There is no magic ebook or diet plan which will fit in perfectly to everyone's life in the same way. We are all bio-individual and what works for one of us might not work for another. Let's explore this concept of bio-individuality a little more as it's a term you'll hear me talking about a lot. Bioindividuality basically means that we're all different on a biological, biochemical level, just like we are all different in other ways too. So it's really easy for us to think about us all having different personalities or how what makes us tick and laugh or the, the hobbies we enjoy or the partners we choose are all different from person to person. So doesn't it make sense then that we're all bioindividual too? And that individuality extends to our biological, biochemical makeup in terms of the foods that work for us, the quantities and ways of eating that work for us, the movement that works for us even. Bioindividuality covers everything we bring into this holistic circle I so often talk about. And our makeup is entirely and uniquely unique to us. You might find that perhaps your partner can eat bread or pasta till the cows come home, but you find it irritates your stomach. Or maybe cauliflower is no good for you, but your flatmate uses it in everything. Maybe the vegetarian diet helps you thrive while your sister finds she needs animal protein. All of these unique differences are part of our bio-individuality. 
So that's another term you'll hear me speaking a lot about and I hope that you'll really embrace in your journey with holistic health. So this bioindividuality is one of the many reasons I will never prescribe a one-size-fits-all diet or way of living. I just don't believe in generalised programmes. I don't believe they work and they definitely don't work in the long term. Instead, what does work is mapping out your own unique journey and using a few solid building blocks and tips and items to add to your toolkit to help guide the way and ultimately to enable you and to empower you to release your natural born potential to thrive. So think of veggie loading as a building block. It's not a diet in any way because nothing is off the menu and no one food is strictly on the menu either. With veggie loading, we weave and work in this premise to suit you and what works specifically for you and your family if you have one. This episode and this podcast, like all the others, is about empowering you with the knowledge and tools to fill your cup and thrive. You are ultimately the expert of your own health and wellness. Sometimes that inner wisdom can feel hidden or detached but believe me when I tell you that it is there and building up tools and habits over time to help it reveal itself is what my coaching practice is all about and what I really hope you will gain from listening to these podcast episodes. We're providing simple steps to help you rebuild your confidence in yourself and the potential of your inner voice to guide you. Because as much as we can be confident in ourselves, our intuition can be diminished over the years by various factors. And we're here to bring it back. I'm here to bring back that confidence that you do know what's best for you, that you are the expert of your health and wellness, that you can recognise those signs and symbols and messages from within your body, and that you do actually have everything within you already that you need to to thrive. Oftentimes, it's just a matter of giving ourselves the tools. So let's dive in and start with why veggie loading is so important. So simply put, vegetables and foods from the plant kingdom in general are rich in important vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals and fibres that our bodies simply need to thrive and stay healthy. When we have a diet rich in plant foods, it's been shown to help protect us against all sorts of inflammatory diseases, including cancer, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, cardiovascular disease, as well as helping us reduce obesity and maintain healthy weight to help lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure. Um, Because again, simply put, the compounds and phytochemicals found in, in foods of the plant kingdom are designed to fight inflammation and assist our body in keeping us naturally healthy. The key to giving ourselves the boost we need is to eat an abundant amount of plant foods in season, to eat enough of these foods, to eat them daily, and also to eat a large diversity of them, because variety is as important as quantity. So no single fruit or vegetable or no cluster of you know four to six different fruits or vegetables will provide all of the nutrients that we need to really, really thrive. So this is where the concept of veggie loading comes from. It sounds simple, doesn't it? 
But if you look over your food the last two to three days, for example, were you consistently meeting five cups of veg and two cups of fruit, ideally different kinds, every day? I know I wasn't, not every day. And I know I'm not alone because less than one in 10 adults in Australia meets the recommendation for daily vegetable consumption. And that's nine out of 10 people not reaching that recommended five to six serves of vegetables per day. So changing this starts with the awareness that we simply aren't eating enough vegetables and fruit, even if a lot of us think we do, which was something which came out in a recent study. And then from that awareness, we can start to make simple changes to up our vegetable intake and start tipping that balance. But before we get into what we can do about it, I'd like to have a little look at why we're not meeting that quota. And of course, these reasons will be different for all of us. But here are some of my top ones. Number one, in myself and in most of the clients that I see, um, it's just that life gets busy. We get busy and we grab and go what we can and we eat on the run. And even when we're having, you know, a quote unquote healthy day, um, if you look at the, the benchmarks of quantity, quality and diversity, we're likely not meeting all of those on a consistent basis. So if you take an example, a, a pretty typical healthy, you know, quote unquote day for me, I might start the day with a poached egg with um, some toast and avocado. At lunch, maybe I'll have um, a halloumi salad wrap. Um, maybe I'll have an apple and some peanut butter for a snack. And then in the evening, I'll have a mushroom omelette with salad. So it's a beautiful menu, um, there's lots of different plants and vegetables in there. But if I look at the quantity, quality and diversity, and have I met my five and two? Maybe, depending on how big those portions are, maybe. But I'm not certain. And that was also a pretty good day food-wise. So I didn't skip breakfast, you know, I wasn't um, just grabbing myself something on the way or skipping it entirely, which I have been known to do. So because five cups of vegetable and two cups of fruit every day is quite a big ask quantity wise. And also in my opinion, it's a very conservative benchmark. I would actually be recommending way more if we're, if we're aiming for optimal health. Um, that's already sort of a bit of a clue as to why most of us just aren't hitting that mark daily also might be because changing eating habits is hard and again a lot of us may be in a bit of a loop of um, processed foods convenience meals um, you know those sort of packaged snacks and things like that which um, are attributing to other food groups that we perhaps don't want so much of um, but not really helping us out in the terms of veggie loading um, and also simply because the food that we eat, the fresh fruit and vegetables, are just not as nutrient dense as they were when our grandparents were young, for example. Um, our soil here in Australia is knowingly non-nutrient dense. Um, and also the industrialization of food oh, you know, globally um, just means that often our fresh food and veg is picked way too early and matures in a cold store, not on the vine or, or in the ground. 
Um, and of course, there are things that we can be doing about that. You know, we could obviously be growing our own, which is wonderful if you have the, the opportunity and the inclination. Um, we can be shopping at farmers markets. We can be buying organic um, but again, you know, organic can be prohibitive and also we're not assured of when the fruits and vegetables were picked or even the soil that they were grown in. Um, so there's lots of reasons why we're not hitting that benchmark. And so we're going to start off by relieving ourselves of any burden around that. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a hard thing to hit on the daily. And that's why we're here today to talk about this concept of veggie loading and to also empower you with three ways um, you can be guaranteeing that baseline nutrition rich in antioxidants, polyphenols, you know, all those phytochemicals, vitamins, minerals that are so abundant in foods within the plant kingdom. And we're loading, you know, it's about veggie loading because we're hitting those um, plant foods in three different ways on the daily so we know we're always going to meet those quotas in fact we're going to exceed them so let's look into how okay so when i'm talking about veggie loading i'm talking in premise about vegetables of all kinds and colors so beautiful leafy greens and cruciferous veg highly colored veg and roots like red cabbage capsicum squash pumpkin sweet potato radish carrots, um, eggplant. I'm also talking about beautiful whole grains like um, and lentils, legumes, nuts, seeds, spices, herbs, olives, pickles, even cacao, um, berries of course, and of course all types of veg. We can get some beautiful abundance of colour um, within our fruit as well. Um, so many people think of plant foods as limited but I'm hoping that just going through that list you can actually see that there is no greater or richer variety in our menu than what we can find in plants. So let's start opening our minds, getting curious and veggie loading that little bit more every day. And remember that with veggie loading, we're not necessarily choosing to be vegetarian or vegan. I am neither, um, although of course that is an option if you'd like to explore it. But with veggie loading, what we're saying is that the large majority, somewhere between half to two thirds of our plate, be made up of beautiful, diverse foods and flavors from the plant kingdom. Um, so let's get into the tips, those practical tips that we can be practicing on the daily to ensure that that baseline nutrition um, is always met. So the first one is very simple. It almost seems too simple. And when I talk about it with clients, um, you can sort of see that they're like, duh, but um, once we actually pay attention to it, we see that we're not always doing it. And just with that little bit more awareness around it, um, we can really be adding to that beautiful abundance um, that we're aiming for. So tip number one is about crowding out. It's a premise that us health coaches and nutritionists and dietitians will talk about often. And it basically means that um, you're literally seeing the veg and plant food on your plate and that it is taking up most of the space. Um, so we want our plates to be colourful and abundant and evidently so and we do this through this practice of crowding out where we're filling our plates with beautiful rich plant foods so we naturally have less room both on our plates and in our bellies for other elements. 
Let's take a few foods that you may assume would be off the menu as an example um, to help explain this, this concept of crowding out. Because just remember that with veggie loading, nothing is off the menu. We are not on a quote-unquote diet. So take the example of your favourite pub meal, for example. Maybe it's a chicken parmi and chips, fish and chips, pizza, burger and chips, nachos, whatever it may be. Picture that plate and they're nearly always sky high with chips. There's an enormous parmi on there or they're entirely taken up by pizza. And there may be like a sad looking side salad somewhere. What we're doing is switching the balance and crowding out that plate with vegetables first. So imagine that plate again and imagine it with a massive salad on it with mixed leaves and tomatoes and cucumber capsicum, avocado, maybe some roasted pumpkin and some toasted pumpkin seeds, perhaps a little crumbed feta. That salad is taking up half of your plate now and it looks delicious. How much room do you have for the burger and chips or the pizza now? There's still room for it because nothing is off the menu, but you won't be able to eat as much of it as you would have if it was the only thing on your plate. And the premise of crowding out really is that simple. So with this tip, we're not saying we do this all the time either. We know there are times when we'll just order the chicken parmi or the fish and chips, and that's totally cool too. Joy is about balance and the bigger picture. And when we're regularly practicing crowding out, overall the balance will be there regardless of a girl's boozy lunch or a sausage sizzle at the footy. So remember that nothing is off the menu and just enjoy this premise of crowding out. So depending where you're currently with your eating habits um, it will obviously depend on on how you go and um, with this premise of crowding out but just remember to start slowly so you're swapping out processed foods and adding in more fresh plant foods that you can actually see in your main meals and your snacks too. So we're going for rich, abundant, colourful plates where, you, where your eyes are, are seeing your, your fruits and your vegetables before your tummy gets to enjoy them. Go gradually and not for the massive overhaul and start with about a 10% increase and build from there. A great way to help motivate you to um, both enjoy more vegetables and plant foods, but also a greater um, variety and diversity is to track your plant food intake. We have a plant food tracker in the resources and I will save them into the show notes of this episode. So you can just click there from our website and um, download them. And, um, and just remember that using that tool to note down every time you eat a different plant food over the course of the week, it feels really satisfying. And when we're looking to change up our habits and maintain motivation, having that success feeling and that satisfaction is a massive part of it. You'll be amazed how simple it is to up your number of plant foods throughout the week, by doing things as simple as choosing fresh veg and fruit for snacks, maybe with a dip or with some nuts or um, something like that. Or for example, choosing a loaded salad or mixed roasted vegetables or a stir fry to go with your protein. Um, remember also that spices, herbs, 
legumes, whole grains, seeds and nuts, it all counts. And while we're thinking about these cups of fruit and vegetables, you know, remember it doesn't have to be one cup of one vegetable and another cup of another vegetable. We're just constantly adding into that pile, adding into that diversity, into that abundance, because what we're going for in terms of overall health and also, you know, gut health, we've talked about this before, all of those beautiful microbes, they all like to enjoy different things. So the more diversity, the better. Um, when it comes to extending this practice to your kids, I know that's a major um, factor for a lot of my clients because um, so many are um, mothers. Um, this obviously depends greatly on the type of eater your children are currently. Um, but the best way, regardless of whether you've got a super fussy eater or one of those beautifully satisfying children that just gobble up everything, is to model it in yourself first. So with this premise of crowding out, we're having our family plates or your dinner table be abundant with yummy veg and different types. We're mixing it up throughout the week, you know, and throughout the weeks even. So maybe one week you're buying rice, the next week you're trying quinoa. And um, maybe you swap out the roast potatoes with the roast dinner um, with ro roasted sweet potatoes um, one night. And just give them the opportunity to try and taste without any pressure to eat it all up. They can decide to taste and if they do, they get to write those plant foods up on their list and build up their veggie loading repertoire as they go. They want to feel that satisfaction as well. So encouraging that success mentality is a really great tip. Okay, so on to tool number two, and this is hidden veg. Now again, as a mum, I'm a massive fan of hidden vegetables, but I love it for myself as much as for my kids. It's just one other really simple way to add more plant food goodness to meals without really noticing it. And we're remembering that we're using that tool number one first. So first and foremost, we are seeing the beautiful plant food that we eat. And so this hidden veg is a bonus. So wherever I can, I add some veg that we can't see as well. Take a bolognese sauce, for example. It's a regular staple favorite for my kids and we'll enjoy it with pasta or as a filling for sweet potato or with rice or quinoa. Or I also just use it as a base and then add different spices and some beans for like a, um, a chili um, or a taco mix. But I, when I do make mine, I make it with a base of onions, garlic, carrot, celery, mushrooms, cauliflower and zucchini before I add the mince and tomatoes. I just chop up all the veg in my Thermomix and cook it off on 90 degrees. So if you're doing that without a Thermomix, you just chop it up in a food processor or by hand um, and then pop it in a large saucepan over a medium low heat with some olive oil and let that gently cook off for about 10 to 15 minutes. So it's beautiful and soft and sweet. Then I add my mints and tomatoes and bay leaves and a, a, you know, a scattering of mixed herbs, as well as a good dollop of vegetable stock paste, um, which is one of my all-time favourite recipes, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. So with this approach to a traditional you know, bolognese sauce, I'm guaranteeing at least 10 different plant foods in my spag bowl and it's just as delicious if not more so than um, a regular spag bowl and it's definitely counting to that quota of different um, plant foods throughout the day. 
I do the same with sweet baking as well, where I'll use things like bananas, sweet potato, pumpkin, dates, uh, cooked apples, dried apricots, things like that to replace some or all of the sugar in a recipe. Um, it brings a beautiful sweetness, but it's also got all that nutrient density and fibre of the whole food as opposed to um, a sugar, even if we're using, you know, an unrefined sugar, um, you know, more like a rapadura or a coconut sugar. If we're using a whole food, like a whole fruit or vegetable, we're definitely going to be packing more of a nutrient punch there. I also love to hide ingredients like grated cauliflower or zucchini in some sweet baking recipes too. Um, so I'll share some of those as well. In the show notes, I'll provide a link to my superpower brownies, which is from my What to Eat cookbook. And there are other recipes on my website as well. So I will link to both. But just remember, with this tool number two, with the hidden veg, even though you can't see it, it all adds up. And remember, it's complementary to that beautiful abundance that we're seeing on our plates at every meal. Tool number three is to supplement. Um, my daily whole food supplements together make up around 50 different plant foods and it's an absolute non-negotiable for me and my family. Um, and my kids are now three and six, but they started taking these, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So we've been going pretty much their whole lives with these. But if you'd asked me three years ago, I would have scoffed about it. Um, but now I wouldn't go a day without them and neither would my husband or my kids. Um, so if you too are scoffing about supplementation at the moment, um, please just keep listening and um, give me a chance to explain to you about why this is just so important. So let's start with that. Let's start with why supplementation is so important in my opinion. And then also we'll go on to how to choose the right supplements when we're talking about veggie loading. So first of all, when I'm talking about supplements in the context of veggie loading, I'm referring to whole food supplementation of real food concentrates. So that basically means that these supplements are generally powder form, um, either in capsules or in chews, um, that are made only from real premium quality, vine ripened, super clean, pesticide-free, herbicide-free, whole food plant ingredients. So this is an entirely different thing to synthetic multivitamins or synthetic vitamin isolates. This is real food. So why are they important? Well, there are heaps of reasons, but I'll run through just some of the main ones here. First up is what we touched on earlier to do with the nutrient density of our food here in Australia and in many places around the world. And also the speeding up of the harvesting process that industrialization of food has caused. As I mentioned earlier, so often um, our fresh fruit and vegetable is picked super early. A lot of our fresh produce ripens in cold stores en route to wherever it was sold. And if we're not choosing to buy locally grown ingredients, then you know, if something is coming from Mexico or Israel, imagine you know, when that must have been picked in order to arrive here in a seemingly ripened state. Um, I first started supplementing daily with these whole food concentrates when I had my mild health crisis, which I've talked about before. Um, it was when my daughter Sabrina, who's my second child, was about nine months old. And I really think it's because I was just so deficient of nutrients, despite the fact I was eating well. 
Um, I won't go into the ins and outs of that story as I have sh shared it before, but what I will say is that since that time, religiously, every single day I supplement with a combination of a vegetable blend, fruit blend, berry blend and a vegan Amiga blend, which provide over 50 different plant foods of premium quality to boost my baseline so that I know that whatever the day brings, I'll be set in that regard. And I do the same for my kids and my husband too. Um, the benefits in our family, without even mentioning client stories, um, well, they've just been massive. And they're the ones I prefer to share because I can share in the first person. Um, but check out my Facebook, um, This Mum's Kitchen, um, or my website if you'd like um, some client testimonials as well. But for me and my family, we've seen um, an absolute boost in energy levels, um, in our in moods, recovery from illness and sports. Our immunity overall um, has just incredible. Um, also in my hair, nails, skin, my focus and mental clarity, my ability to deal with stress. Um, I've also haven't experienced any PMS. Um, the benefits are so huge and I don't doubt that they also lay greatly in the other holistic practices I do and the choices I make. In fact, that's what I talk about all the time, that health is an accumulation and that we are accumulating our toolkit and building up our, our blocks and that every little helps. And this is one of those crucial blocks as my tool number three in the veggie loading um, repertoire. So, um, like I said, I was totally opposed to supplementation prior to trying these. I'd never taken pills and never thought I'd needed to. And I think what helped me to realise um, the gap, I guess, that I just wasn't aware of, was that it's not just quantity that's important when it comes to veggie loading, but also variety and quality. And in supplementing daily with premium whole food concentrate, I know that that baseline insurance policy, if you like, that is so important to us, uh, you know, to be striving for optimal health, both now and into the future. Um, and I just love that I know my kids are also getting at least 22 different types of fruit and veg every day, even before they start eating. It's just so easy for us to all start the day with a big glass of water and our supplements, for the kids it's chews, which they absolutely love, and know that we're just kicking our veggie loading goals on the daily. Um, and then it's just that, I guess, that reiteration of the importance of veggie loading. And it's a great conversation starter with the kids around the nutritional density of different foods and food choices um, and how foods work in our body as well. So. I will link to my website in the show notes so you can learn more about the supplement range I take and recommend to my clients. I'll also happily chat through this with you one-on-one -on -one if you would like to learn which combination would work best for you and your family. Um, but absolutely feel free to do your own research as well. In fact, I recommend that you do. When you are doing your research, here are some key guidelines to help you. Um, First up, as you are doing your research, choose a brand that does its own too. So choose a supplement that is evidence-based and that has research behind it, solid research. The ones that I use and recommend have over 30 different peer-reviewed independent scientific studies into their efficacy. 
And when you're looking at the research, you do want to make sure that they are independent and peer-reviewed, just to make sure that there's no bias coming in there. Next is to understand where the produce is grown. So to what standards and also how the processing works. Remember that we are supplementing because we know that the nutrient density of our soil isn't so great and that because of that industrialization of, of food and the distance food so often has to travel, we're just not getting that quality. And we're also supplementing because we want the variety. So as much as things like, you know, green powders and things like that are around, I would be recommending a, a far greater diversity of, um, of plant-based foods in those whole food supplements if you can. So you want to um, ensure that the produce is grown in a nutrient-rich soil, for it to have been vine ripened or ripened fully in that soil before picking, and that the soil and farm farming practices guarantee pesticide-free, herbicide-free, yeast-free and fungi-free, and that they are checking that process, you know, at least a couple of times along the line. And then what about the process? How are they guaranteeing the retention of nutrient density? And, and how do they actually go about this? How do they transform the real food into that powder? And how are they ensuring that that nutrient density is still there? These are all really important factors because the most important, excuse me, the most expensive supplements are the ones that don't work. If you're investing in supplements that do work, then I really, really believe that is money extremely well spent. So make sure that when you are deciding to invest in a supplement, that that company has also invested time and finances into guaranteeing that they are as good a quality as they can be. As I said, the range I recommend and personally use meet all these criteria. So if you'd like to know more, please reach out to me um, at hello at thismumskitchen.com. Again, you can find that email in the show notes. And there is also the opportunity, I'll just let you know, to receive um, free child chews for an eligible adult order too, which I just love because so often as mums, you know, we're not so keen to help ourselves. But if there's this little carrot or cherry on top, then in helping ourselves, we're also helping our kids and then that can often help us to feel motivated. And in that way, two birds with one stone, because we all know that in keeping our own cups full, um, we're doing a great service for those who love us as well. So to wrap up, um, today we've talked about veggie loading and how important it is to meet and exceed our quota of beautiful, diverse and abundant plant foods every single day as a foundation building block to our health. We've talked through three top tools to help you and your family veggie load daily. Number one was the concept of crowding out and letting vegetables and plant foods be most of what you see on your plate. And remember that there we're talking about those vegetables that we've been so loving into today, but we're also talking about the abundance of the whole plant kingdom. So within that, we've got whole grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, spices, herbs, olives, pickles, everything you can think of that is plant-based. Tool number two was the concept of hidden veg and some tasty tips and recipes around how to do this and make your food even more delicious and nutritious. 
And then tool number three was whole food supplementation. And I've given you heaps of guidelines around how to choose a really wonderful um, addition to what is on your plate. And also, of course, I'll provide in the show notes links to all the information you need on the range that I personally use and recommend. So think of these as tools in your kit. Start gradually. Choose easy hacks and simple steps, which will help you accumulate your veggie loading over time. And just remember, you are the expert of your own health and wellness. All you need to do is give yourself the tools. And I'm here to help you do that. So until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We're really grateful for the time you spent with us and can't wait to do it again. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hop over to Apple Podcasts or Facebook and leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to us via the Nourish, Nurture, Breathe Facebook or Instagram pages and check out nourishnurturebreathe.com for our show notes. Thank you and until next time. Remember to nourish, nurture and breathe every day.